Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Um, it's been a while since I've spoken to you all. Um, I've got a little, uh, what would I call him? What do you want to be called? An executive producer here beside me that you might hear mumbling and grumbling, gurgling and hiccuping here beside me. But he assured me that he was going to take uh, take a little time out for a moment while I could do this podcast. But um, first of all, before I start, I want to say thanks an absolute thousand to everybody who congratulated us on the birth of our, uh, our new son, um, the wonderful Dara, and he is uh, a bundle of joy, and we're absolutely thrilled to have him, and he's been no bother whatsoever, um, but the podcasting world doesn't stop. And the great news for Aston Villa doesn't stop. Um, there's been quite a lot of it, and I want to get Paddy on. I want to get somebody on to, so that I can bounce a, a couple of perspectives off them with regards to things like Chris Heck um, being, uh, joining the, the, um, the setup. Um, something that um I that that I, I've got some thoughts on. Now, a lot of people have spoken about uh, about his ability to, to to raise capital and to improve the improve the the overall value of a brand, which is really, really impressive as well. I've got a couple of other thoughts on that and I'd like to talk about that at a later date. And look, we've just been linked with player after player after player after player recently, from Dusan Vlahovic to um to Ferran Torres, to uh, the guy that we're going to talk about today, um, which, is, um, uh, which is going to be um, Marcos Asensio, and somebody that I think is a is is an intriguing an intriguing prospect. Uh, well, I was going to call him a prospect, an intriguing prospective transfer for Aston Villa, and um, somebody that even six months ago or, or twelve months ago, even when Unai Emery first came in, there would be no, I would not have thought that we would have been able to be. In the conversation for Marcus Asensio, um, so we're gonna we're, we're gonna take a look at it. And look, this is something I love. Um, I feel just before we get into Marcus Asensio, I see that Aston Villa uh, armchair fan has said that the players we're linked with is amazing. It's the Emery effect, and long may it continue. Also, congratulations on the birth of your new son. Thank you so much. But it, the, the Emery effect is real, I think, and and as is the project that Aston Villa are building because we're getting some real heavy heavy hitters from industry in there. 
uh, when I say industry, I mean the sports industry, in to run the senior management of this club and to run it with the guys that are there already. So what we're doing is we're growing the um, the oversight of, of the club, which is fantastic and needs to be done um, and needs to be done if we are going to um, strategize and specifically get out into a global a global um, global sphere from a marketing point of view, etc. Um, but getting back to Marcus Asensio, I just want to talk about him um, uh, briefly. This won't be a, an exceptionally long podcast. I know I normally say that and then 35 minutes later I'm saying thank you for watching, but this will be maybe around 15 minutes long. But Marcus Asensio, um, look, hit the ground, absolutely hit the ground running in about 2018-19. Looked like he was going to be the next Spanish star um, playing on the wing um, for Real Madrid, playing on the ring initially, wing initially for Mallorca. He, um, he, he caught the eye uh, and then uh, was transferred to Real Madrid and uh, just started to sparkle straight away. Looked like he was made for the, for the big occasion, made for the big day, um, playing out on, on the wing or as that kind of uh, that that attacking midfielder, uh, wide midfielder in a tree, uh, he looked sparkling. It was absolutely fantastic. But I think it would be remiss for us not to talk about Asensio and how he's changed. I suppose uh, physiologically, I suppose since he's since he had his his ACL tear three years ago now. Um, I think it was he did tear his ACL, and what we've seen is a kind of a change in him. That along with the fact that Zidane. Even though he was playing quite a bit for for Real Madrid, he wasn't Zidane's first choice. A lot of his good good um, starts came off the bench, and then Zidane obviously left, and Ancelotti came in. And working for Ancelotti is a tough job. Um, you know, you hear an awful lot of people talk about Ancelotti, and 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 for my money, I think he has to be considered as probably the best football coach of all time. He's in the conversation. Maybe he's not the best, but he's in the conversation. I think if you were to say Mount Rushmore. Of best football coaches of all time, he'd probably be in the conversation to be carved in Mount Rushmore of that. Maybe alongside Alex Ferguson and whoever else you want to want to talk about. I don't know. A lot of people might talk, might mention Pep. Um, with regards to that, and I think that's a fair conversation. But Carlo Ancelotti is he's as good as you're going to get. He's as good as you're going to get from a footballing point of view. And look, when Unai Emery wins the league four years in a row with Aston Villa and takes us to our first Champions League, he will be on Mount Rushmore as well. But the reason I bring up Carlo Ancelotti and his coaching style is he's very demanding, like the guy that we have. Um, but his, his style, specifically with Real Madrid, has asked an awful lot of his wingers. You look at Rodrigo, who's there, a fantastic player um, in his own right, Vinicius Jr., those guys, and, and more so, I suppose, really, why the likes of Gareth Bale and the likes of Eden Hazard haven't worked at Real Madrid, specifically under Carlo Ancelotti. They just haven't worked. Is They weren't there to give the effort. They were there to give the effort in the final third. They weren't there to give the effort in transition. They weren't there to give the effort in you know winning one-on-one duels out there um, and having that explosion to be able to burst forward. And I know that sounds a bit stupid talking about Gareth Bale because he's still probably... You know, could outrun 90% of the Premier League, even though he's been retired for the last six months. You know, he, he well, arguably people would say he's been retired for the last two and a half years. But um, he's he had explosion, but it was the application that, uh, that Ancelotti needed from a winger. Massive application. And why am I talking about this is because, and why am I starting, I, I suppose, really with context and, and what could be perceived as a negative but it isn't, and I'll try. Hopefully, I'll try and tie it all together in a moment with regards to why I'm talking about this. But Ancelotti does require that from his team. He requires his wingers to be out and out sparkles of positivity, but he requires them to be able to take the ball from deep. They have to be able to take it from deep. 
They have to be able to win it from deep. We see uh, uh, when they played Manchester City, albeit the, in that one-all draw, he had Camavinga playing it as, as left-back. He had uh, Carvalho playing at right-back. They stuck to their guns and their defensive uh, capabilities, and they tackled hard. The winger's job was to come back and take that ball deep and make something happen going forward. And it did. And Vinicius Jr., we see, got the goal. It was a fantastic goal. Um, and then make something for, for Benzema if you, if you get up. So they have to be super industrious. Now, going back to what I mentioned about Marcus Asensio's uh, cruciate ligament tear, he did lose his, lose that 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 latent pace he had with his ACL tear. And that's and, and and I'm talking about it from a context point of view as opposed to a negative. And how I'm going to tie this together is because what Ancelotti did last year specifically for um for Asensio is he stopped persevering his play, persevering with him playing on the wing. And this is the year that he was uh, kind of really coming back from his ACL tear. Stop persevering with playing, playing him on the wing and tried to play him as a kind of a more of an inside midfielder. They had a lot of injuries at the time. Casemiro was injured. Um, Modric was was injured. There was there was quite a lot of injuries they had they, they had in there. Obviously, they had Camavinga, Tushime, um, who are very um, inexperienced and young, and he needed somebody in there. And Asensio started to play more in infield a small bit for, for Real Madrid. And he revitalized his game even more inside there. So the positive that I'm bringing from this is that we can see that last year, um, he, he's, he's, he's showing the adaptability. Last year was his best year ever from a scoring point of view. 31 games, 10 goals uh, in the league. He had 12 goals overall from 42 games. This year, he's uh, played 46 games, 11 goals. Um, while he's not a starter for this team, he definitely, definitely offers something. And he now is beginning to learn to offer that as that second striker when Real Madrid need to change formation. He still does play out in the wing from time to time, but the Marcus Asensio, when he burst onto the scene, is not the same Marcus Asensio playing on the wing now. But it's okay because his skill set hasn't changed. He's changed his ability to play, to be able to play more towards the creative role of playing infield and more of an inverted 10 or even that support striker an awful lot more. And that's why the positive I'm bringing from this is that's what Villa need. Villa don't need, If he signs for Aston Villa, Villa don't need him to be that out-and-out winger because I think they're going to bring in an out-and-out winger as well. Um and I think the statistics over the last 365 days back that up. So if you think about it, where does Marcus Asensio fit in with this Aston Villa team? He fits in in that Bailey Bundia role beside Ollie Watkins. Don't think that's a that's not a hot take. I don't think if it is, well then I I I, uh, I don't know what what rock people have been people have been uh, living under. But that's not a hot take. But that's that's where I I would imagine he would play. I think Premier League would suit him. Um, he's been rumoured, even as, as as short as last year, he was rumoured as coming in to be a um, uh, to be a Liverpool player. Liverpool are very, very heavily interested in him. Um, that all cooled. I think that they will cool on him as well. One of the things that I think that will might might trip up Aston Villa with regards to this uh, this transfer, and by no means do I think that this is a is a def- is is a definite transfer or anything like that. I would probably only give it forty percent to be honest with you at, at at best with regards to this transfer. Um, I, that's a chance of happening. It's a free transfer, so there's going to have to be. It's going to come down to a financial uh, package as well as a project package as well. Now Aston Villa will be able to offer um, very, very, very um, lucrative terms, I think, on both both the project and on the the, the financial package. Um, and, and and to be honest with you, I hope they do because he's 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 a marquee player and he's a player that is uh, in his prime at 27 years of age, and and he's a player that that 
has over the last two years has had his two best years from goal scoring point of view with this transition of change of of, of position as well and um, playing more from that right hand side in, in, playing a bit more infield from that right hand side um but last year and this year but more inverted i think in in his positioning as well so if you're thinking about the out and out wingers what i'm saying here that latent pace he's not that guy anymore I don't think it's a negative. I'm not saying that he's injury prone. I'm not saying that he's that the injuries haven't finished. It's not like a Coutinho thing whereby Coutinho couldn't wriggle away from people. This guy absolutely still can, and his passing range is fantastic. But let's look at some statistics um, and let's take a look at him as well. Um, Zach Whelan says, not going to happen. He also says, Asensio not coming to Villa. It's fine. Still talk about him, buddy. Free speech and all that. Um, <laughs> so here are some statistics. And I think the biggest thing that jumps out here uh, on the on the page is looking at the spider graph from a point of view of, of industry, of effort, and of of, of uh, what this guy does on the field. Um... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From an output point of view, he absolutely blows all of our, our, our current incumbents out of, out of, the, out of the picture. Um, he's he is more productive in less time than uh, Pedro Gonçalves as well from uh, Sporting Lisbon. Um, damn it, I did it again. Sporting Club de Portugal. Um, that uh, I've done a piece on previously, and I was going to overlay what uh, what uh, Pedro Gonçalves um, numbers were as well on this, but I didn't think it was it was beneficial considering that uh, I wanted to put him up against the incumbents that are here. But just looking here, the amount of shots he takes per 90, shots on target, shot-creating actions, uh, goal-creating actions, successful dribbles, everything is far and away better than what we currently have. Even the amount of times he's been dispossessed, we can see there the red line is uh, is um, for Leon Bailey there, the amount of times Leon Bailey is dispossessed and all that. Um, and uh, we can see here that uh, Marcus Asensio is, is rarely dispossessed, 0.88 times. Um, per per game, which puts him in the top 92 percentile in Europe, which is very good. So he's very economical with the ball, and that's where I want to start with here. Defensively, you're not going to get a huge pile out of him. You're not going to get a huge pile out of him. Um, he's not going to be that person that's going to run back and forth um, and uh, be box to box. He's he's just not. He wasn't that as a winger. He's not going to be that as uh, as a second striker or an attacking midfielder. Where you're going to see the real production from him is he can be a workhorse in, in, in the ability to make things happen at the top of the field. He can hold his position in that kind of second striker role 
and uh, draw people towards him and he's comfortable taking on tackles he's comfortable evading tackles he's comfortable uh, in dribbling away he dribbles out of trouble doesn't dribble um to progress the ball forward that much but when he does dribble he gets away from his from from his man so he's very much in that mold of a uh, um a real madrid type player or i suppose a spanish type of player maybe like if it's sesc fabregas type of player whereby he moved quickly over short space sharp um a, a short distance so that he could get out of trouble, pay that little pass, and then be there to maybe re receive another um, wall pass or another one-two off, off that guy again. Um, and we can see that there at his successful dribble rate, 58.1%. Um, progressive passes, 4.2 progressive passes per game. But one of the big numbers that I want to show there, it puts him up in the 88th percentile as well. It just shows his comfortability as passes received, 46.69. Um, it's an overlooked it's an overlooked statistic, I think, for me, because how comfortable are people giving him the ball? And I know the rebuttal to this with a guy playing for Real Madrid is that, yeah, well, they're going to own the ball in 90% of games that they play. But if they're going to own the ball in 90% of games that they play and they're giving it to him as opposed to giving it to somebody they feel is more progressive or somebody they may feel is more creative, well, then that's a positive. And considering this guy is coming off the bench more often than not um, and they're still comfortable giving him the ball, 46.69 times per, per game. I think that's fantastic as well. Pass completion rate, one of the biggest reasons that we ha have, um, or one of the biggest reasons that people have been kind of um, giving out about Buendia recently, and we've given out about Coutinho in the past, and specifically Leon Bailey as well, has been not being able to retain the ball. The retention of possession, their movement of the ball in the, in the attacking third has been wasteful at times. This guy has an 82.8% passing percentage, puts him up in the 92nd percentile. Villa needs something like that. They need a reliable passer up there. We've got reliable passers further back the field. We've got a Douglas Louise who's a reliable passer. We've got a Bubakar Kamara when he comes in, back in as a reliable passer. They're great in that double pivot role or playing as those two central midfielders when we played a narrow four. That's they're, they're great, and that's fantastic, and we need those for that box-type midfield that Villa tried to play. Um, and that deep line midfielder midfielder roles that Emery needs, um, but we're now seeing that when we're progressing the ball forward, if we don't get it get it forward fast enough, we don't have that person who can unlock a, a door. We don't have that bit of magic that treaded through pass ball, um, and we don't have speed either. You know, we, we we are lacking speed slightly. But until we bring in speed as well, we need that person that plays at the diamond that that almost Burkham esque type player that can can take the ball, doesn't look like he's being very, very, um, uh, expending too much effort, but all of a sudden slide a little weighted ball through um, to a striker or something like that. And that is something that Asensio uh, will bring to the table, for sure. I, I'm, I, I'm certain of it. So he's shooting statistics. He can score goals himself. He can. Um, he's he's very adept at that as well. As I said, he scored uh, 23 goals in his last in his last two years so far, and that that equates to 80, 88 games, 22 goals in 88 games. Coming off the bench, a one in four for a kind of a support striker. I'll take that any day of the week. If he was to play playing for Aston Villa, he'd have 11 goals, which would put him as I would imagine that's going to be our second highest uh, score. So uh, having two kind of strikers that would be scoring over 10 goals would be absolutely brilliant within this team considering how many goals that we spread around the team as well and that is something we need to do is up our scoring rate and um, while keeping our, our uh, goals conceded down and Unai Emery has kept our goals conceded down we now need to start scoring more goals at the other end and by just looking at this at this radiograph you'll see that uh, you'll see that it is a positive as I said will he join Aston Villa I, I, I think there's massive fish going to be circling for him I think there's teams that will be circling for him. I think Liverpool 
I, I spoke to a Liverpool podcast about him uh, last night. They said that it seems as if their interest has cooled in him. Um, I don't know why, because uh, I would imagine that he would he would come in and fit in there. Maybe they feel that their uh, that their hand has been bitten with Thiago. Maybe they feel their hand has been bitten with Arthur Mello, who hasn't played at all due to injury. Maybe they don't want to dip into that 26, 27, 28-year-old um, Spanish market anymore. I, I, I don't know. You know, sometimes teams can get... Uh, yeah, kind of a mental block with regards to players and regards to certain players from certain leagues and so on that just somehow continually don't work within uh, within their system. This podcast thought that Thiago was was a good player, just couldn't stay on the field. And, and I think that's a fair assessment of him as well. And they also felt that he was a bit ineffectual with the ball. Maybe they felt that maybe the the the, the system that um, the clock is going to run doesn't lead itself to 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 um, to, to Asensio. I don't know. But there will be big teams that will be will uh, be looking for him. I think AC Milan are going to be highly, highly, highly interested in this guy uh, to come in and play up, to, play play for them as well. And um, so Villa are going to have a fight in their hands, big fight in their hands. But if this is the caliber of player that Villa end up bringing into the club under Unai Emery, under Matteo Almeni, under um, Chris Heck, under under Johan Lang, under um, uh, Christian Perslow, this new structure that we're going to see. This is the caliber of player that we're going to get linked to it and then see fruition from those links, which let's face it, we're going to be linked to a thousand players between now and the end of the end of the transfer window. We'll probably sign five, but we're going to talk about every single one of them. We're going to, and because it's interesting, once again, to see what types of players are being linked to it. Because some links are true and some links are linked are are, are leaked from the club, and, and that's fine. And you can determine what I'm trying to do here is as I say, oh, I was trying to determine a a type of player that, that Aston Villa want. And this type of player is somebody that I strongly feel would be beneficial for the way Emery plays. That um, that uh, that that extra nose and that creativity up top, I think, is something that we need. We have a lot of endeavour in this team. We have a lot of um, hard workers in this team. We need a, uh, not. That's not to say that Asensio isn't a hard worker, but we need somebody who's got cool and calm and collected at the top of the, the top end of the pitch to be able to make those passes that make us all go, "Oof, that's brilliant!" You know. Because we don't have an awful lot of those. We have them sparingly throughout the team. Don't get me wrong, we do. But this guy does it at a at a at a level um for Real Madrid and, and he does it coming off the bench as well. So um, he will be a welcome addition, I think, to the team as well. But the context being as being that um, as I say, I think there will be a lot of fish. Um, circling for this guy here um, that brings us up to 20 minutes guys I thank you so much everybody for watching I hope um, hope you all enjoyed it if you did give us a thumbs up also sorry for not getting to your comments I have a different kind of a layout here because I'm on a, a semi um, uh, how would I put it a, a bit of a rudimentary system here I'm still uh, not back in my house yet the building work is still going on so not only do I have a new young young fella I also have half a house at the moment um, so a lot going on here but um, we will be back probably later on myself and Paddy with a preview show of for Spurs at the weekend um, half nine maybe ten o'clock maybe ten o'clock depending on what time um, I can get to uh, to podcast but we will be back with a, uh, a Spurs preview show tonight um, let me know what you think of a sense I'm sorry I can't see an awful lot of the comments here I can only see uh, a, you know, one or two that pop up here just with my system so I'll have that rectified for the preview show tonight but um, if you do, if you did enjoy that, please give it a thumbs up and please give us a subscription if you are not um, already signed up as well. But appreciate absolutely every single one of you once again. 
thank you so much for all your congratulations and your all your nice messages uh, i really appreciated every single one of them and it just goes to show what a great community we have here with regards to the podcast but we will be back later on again and uh, who knows we might be linked with more players and we might be able to talk about them as well but until then everybody stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa Podcast Network.